What is your shirt? Oh, my shirt says, um, if you are um, if you are neutral in situations of injustice, you have chosen the side of the oppressor. It's a Desmond Tutu quote. That's a fantastic quote. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Bishop Desmond Tutu was mm-hmm. a He was terrific. a baller. Yeah. Shot caller and brawler. Mm-hmm. Although he wasn't much of a brawler. He actually He's, wasn't a brawler. No. He was like an anti-brawler. Yeah. I wish he was a little bit taller. <laughs> <laughs> Why does mine have like this, the voice guard? It's a spit, spit thing. It's Are a you, pop guard. Am I a popper? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I mean, we really. know Philip Sham pops I, his piece. I am. And that's the one I used to use before I got this one. And so it's just on that stand. Oh, okay. It's 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 it's, it's the Phillips stand. It's the Phillips. Phillips stand. need to Phillips only because yeah. of all the peas that we're gonna pop. We're gonna pop those peas. Pop those. Peas. That's why the peas in pop your names have peas. to be soft because yes. otherwise you'd be popping them all the time. Philip. Philip. <laughs> oh, I forgot you have another pea. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Philip. What, what if it was Pilif? <laughs> Anna, Anna Weggle posted a, uh, on Facebook the other day. She said, Philip, every time I see your name in writing, I pronounce it Pilip. <laughs> I always want to put an H after the second I yeah. just so I, can, so I can just have like a palindrome for right? a first yeah. It's so frustrating. It is so not, close to us. But it's not. All right. Uh, Shut up, Phil. So, Pilip and Philip. <laughs> Pilip. 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 I am Philip. I am First, we'll have a little chat. Then put on our ring Now it's time for next step, Brad. And we're here with Goof Goof. Hey, Goof. <laughs> Hi, Hi goof. 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 Oh, boy. <laughs> and Goof Goof consists of. Liv Augusta. And. Phil Shram. Yeah, this has basically <laughs> turned into Next at Shram. We've had a lot of Shram on lately. Just three. Three is not that much. No, it's a, it's a good number, though. It's part of his conspiracy to take over. For me, yeah, <laughs> um, I we, I am usurping uh, Simondet's role on next Pilip at bat and Philip. So we we have still not proven that we're not the same that, person. That you're not the same person. Not yet. Not. You could just be doing two different voices. Yeah, yeah. We'll never talk at the same time this entire podcast. Not a single time. See, <laughs> proven. And, Who's who? And as always, I am joined today by. Philip Simondet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The the co-host of Next at Bat. And of course, your host is Matt McLeod, the other co-host of Next at Bat. We still haven't established whether or not I'm host or co-host. Your host. I'm host. Yeah. Okay. But if you're right. co-host. Yeah, no, we, we've talked about this a bunch of times. You'd be like the vice host, like because co-host implies you're both co-hosts. No, here's the Conan. <sighs> yeah. Conan O'Brien is the host, host and Andy, Andy Richter is the, the co-host. co-host. Okay. Yeah. But if yeah. Conan jumped off a bridge, then, would you jump off repl- a bridge? No, they'd replace him with Jay Leno. No. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely, Andy Richter down. would not become the Conan of that show. That's, that, that's actually no. That's what the co stands for. Conan. Conan. <laughs> <laughs> he like, actually Conan just hosts actually- to Conan. Conan's actually the title, not the name. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> if, if if I jumped off a bridge, you'd have to become the Conan of this show. show. No, because that was, that's what same... a vice is. Vice is the next in line. I feel like the co-host is out of the running. Who's they the, will never host. Who's the speaker host. of the house of this podcast? Shram. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Good. We've, got, the, we've yep. got that in order. Wait, but if, if P-Lip and I are the same person, how does that work? Oh, God. Well, it's is when you is just... the top going to fall over when, when the camera cuts away? This I just becomes such a political podcast. Yeah. Well, it's appropriate for this week, huh? Yeah. Tell me about it. That's right. It is the 21st of January, and the world is mourning. Yep. At least until after 11.59 a.m. What? (laughs) Wow. Yep. Wow. (laughs) Shram? If I am the same person as Shram, I am so ashamed of myself. (laughs) You're a shrammed? I am a shrammed. Oh, God. Okay, so Goof Ooh, Goof. Goof Goof. All right. Goof Goof. So Goof Goof is a improvisational duo mm-hmm. from the Twin Cities. Do you hail from Minneapolis, St. Paul, or the Twin Cities? Um, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, don't even touch St. Paul. I mean, I'm from St. Paul. Okay. But like, I don't live there anymore. Okay, that's you know. fair. I live six blocks away. Nice. <laughs> I just work in St. Paul. Okay. So okay, maybe we should say Twin Cities. Yeah. Fine. I keep all my pleasure in Minneapolis. <laughs> Business in St. <Saint> Paul. 
So you're like a Twin Cities mullet. Yeah, that's what, yeah. yeah. St. Paul's the little bangs in the front. <laughs> Minneapolis is the long, luxurious tail. Business in the East, pleasure in the West. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a great start. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> tell the audience about Goof Goof and kind okay. of the, 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 the groups changed over the course of of the like year and a half year and a half year and a half yeah um well so i would i wouldn't well, it, it has it, changed it, it's evolved yeah, is what i would what say I mean. yeah it started as a joke like a straight up as a goof jo- you could say it started as a goof and you'd be right okay and it was just like an inside joke when we were in a play together which is how we like officially met, met. was okay. through this play and what was the play oh it was a play yeah <laughs> okay cool <laughs> yeah the best review was when my mom came and she's like, well, you guys all remembered your lines. <laughs> so we killed it. We crushed it. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's hard to work with a bad script. Am I right? Am I right? I mean, I would never say a script was bad because this is being recorded. Yeah. Fair. So we met there and then like our interactions between Liv and I were always just like goof, 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 goof. And we were just fun Goofy goofing, goofing around, mm-hmm. and because you know, you know when you have downtime when you're rehearsing something, and you're just like goofity goof, goof, goofity goof, because um, you're giddy and delirious uh, all the time. Quick sidebar, Philip, Matt, our interactions aren't like that. Um, <laughs> goofity. Yeah, we uh, have a very strict business relationship. We don't like to. We don't have that. that with we a, don't have that long tail. No. We're just all east. All east, no west. Yeah. Okay. Time bar over. Uh, affirmative. Uh, sorry, we were discussing. Uh, I feel like we're Mexican gonna have food. like a. I feel like we're gonna have like a rap battle feud between like East Coast and West Coast <laughs> today. Oh, yeah. You guys, you guys are the East Coast. We're the West Coast. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cool. We could be Biggie Smalls. Yeah. Y- yep. Other references. Yeah. yeah. Or, or or perhaps Nas. Ooh, Hova maybe. Mm-hmm, yeah, we uh, we've got NWA over here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have no references. <laughs> That's okay. Matt McLeod and I are gonna hold this one down. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll rock this shit. Oh, the Ooh. rap battles are gonna be great. Yep. No further evidence. No. Yep. Shram and I both do not know anything about these rap references. Not a clue. Same person. You decide. <laughs> All right. Anyway, sorry. You're, you're goofing back, off backstage. Yeah, and we're just goof goofing. And then I think at one point, uh, either, like Liv or I was like, why don't we just do a show where we only say the word goof? goof. And then we we're like, yeah, screw the audience. That'll be fun for us. So then we did it. But we were the first times that we've done this show. I think we were like nervous. Maybe would be the right way to put it. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely like an anxious vibe going. It's like, well, we want to make it at least somewhat accessible. Yeah. Right. And we like, and I think it's also like we don't trust ourselves. We Especially like we weren't trusting ourselves to be like, we could carry this. Yeah. Being weird. Because you don't really want to screw the audience. Like, right. We yeah. want them engaged. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to turn them off. We want them to they keep peaked interest. Sure. But still watching well, without like. I never want to watch this again. Yeah. I'm guessing you want them to feel the same joy that you're feeling right. engaging with each other. Yeah. Because that's, I think, people who have walked in on us, uh, like, w- warming up for shows, mm-hmm. sometimes we'll just, like, watch for a minute and then, like, back up because we're always <laughs> just, like, goofing around. And then, like, every every warm up that we do ends with us just, like, collapsing in a heap of giggles, uh-huh. which is the best. <laughs> so, and then I think people so are fun. jealous. We try to match each other's body language, just as like body positions, tones. This is going to go really well on a podcast. Yeah. Like, <laughs> a lot of physical uh, stuff. Yep. They're, uh, they're moving their hands back and forth, like, uh, like they're slowly spinning records on the turntable. West Coast. Wicka Wicka Pedia. <laughs> but good one, Pilip. No, that wasn't Pilip. Oh, I get him so confused. Yeah. That was Philip. But yeah, so as as we've been like trusting ourselves more, uh, we've been delving a little bit more into that just weird energy of just playing off each other without mm-hmm. even worrying about doing scenes. Right. And I think because both of us have done a lot of improv that is really narrative heavy mm-hmm. um, and like 
more mm. cerebral like this is the improv that we're doing it is an mm. improvised play um which is great mm-hmm. but i think it's a totally different muscle yeah and this is it's been fun to be like let's just do whatever organically happens match each other and just play and like have fun mm-hmm. and be weird like so we did a show last weekend and i think there was a total of five lines of dialogue in the show that were never it was always just like one off lines yeah and there were, there were some moments it's like oh here's some semblance of a thing but it's not going to last more than 20 seconds before we get back into just exchanging energies mm-hmm. in that kind of sense I, I, and I think it breaks down to like, as Liv was saying about like having a history of doing like improvised narrative, improvised this. It's like, I think what we're trying to do with this show is make it more of an experience in a sense like this isn't something you've seen before. Mm-hmm. And it can't be just labeled as, oh, this is an improvised this comic genre book. movie, this, this genre an- that like we're wanting to give you an experience that like can't really be written, can't really be just consumed in a normal fashion so is it is it more or less organic yes and Mm -hmm. and then occasionally something more cohesive comes out of the organic and then you dive back into it yes yeah okay and like and i would say too like the levels of sound and emotion change a lot and so like a lot of times we've we've let like the emotions drive Mm -hmm. what's happening so even though it's not necessarily telling a narrative like there's some sort of thing driving it that's not necessarily contingent on text if that makes sense yeah i think so yeah i'm well i'm 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 trying to get a picture of this for the uh you know the listening audience yeah and i mean just so uh, so what i'm thinking oh go ahead yeah, I, I imagine if you like were watching a movie mm-hmm. but there was no audio okay and you're just kind of watching the faces of the actors. I would almost say that's like kind of a good representation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then like you could also do it in the reverse where like you remove the video and you're just hearing the words, mm-hmm. but they're taken from different scripts or something. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't always narratively tell a story, but you can see the bouncing back and forth of emotion. Okay. And, and I would say too, one of the things I think is really cool is using the physical environment mm-hmm. too um so this is going to translate really well to podcast uh, it makes sense yeah yeah um but some of the stuff that like came out in that show was like using the backstage of huge where philip was like able to just like lay on top of the flat yeah um and using all sorts of different levels or like using the microphone cord um and that which inspired like dance for me like sure um it's it's all about discovery Okay. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to creation, I think. And, and and so and it's also is it trying to limit the linear thought to literally the next moment? Great question. I mean, it, it's definitely like we'll have moments where it's like, okay, let's transition to the next thing, and we try to do transitions via music. Okay. So we try to like s- music that you create or music yes. that okay. So like we will sing like I'll try to match Liv's tone. Liv mm-hmm. will try to match my tone. Mm-hmm. We try to blend it harmony style. A lot of times using the word goof. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of just like and we use that energy then from that to move on to the next. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say like like scene because it's not really next a moment. Moment. It's probably a good beat. 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 Yeah. Yeah. The next beat and then using that energy from that beat to move into the music to move into the next beat. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of uh, how we'll we'll transition from each moment beat sure. to mm-hmm. then making a full show. So it sounds like you need to be incredibly engaged with each other mm-hmm. uh, throughout this this process. How has that developed? Like how I, I mean, it, this all started with you two literally goofing around. But when you're on stage, it's a different animal. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, so how do you maintain that connection? That like you know constant check-in so you don't miss where the other person's going because i'm sure it's moving really fast mm-hmm. eye contact eye contact for sure for sure mm-hmm. like i would say 90 percent of our show is driven by eye contact mm-hmm. probably i mean most of like the singing and the transitions and the scene work is literally us just 90 degrees facing each other mm-hmm. just making sure we're on the same level on the same page 
and then just when those moments that were not were completely trusting each other not yeah. to not to hurt each other or not to go mm-hmm. too far and just knowing when the moment is right and i also think it's interesting because like i think we try to make sure that we are like either physically connected a little bit or like eye contact connected or both um but every now and then we will have a moment where like we're not looking at each other and like looking away from each other but like mirroring each other somehow yeah so i don't know maybe just like energies is that a real answer yeah well i mean it it sort of sounds like like free jazz a little bit what you're trying to i mean and a lot of people equate improv in general to free jazz but the the inside scoop is that we're a little more structured than that usually Mm -hmm. um, because we do have linear patterns and things like that to fall back on to well, if the movie La La Land has taught me anything, the two of us as white people will be able to save this form. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, good. Well, that's good. Uh, good. Uh, that's, yeah. that's great. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Golden Globes. I don't agree with you. Uh, it's okay. I think it's not the first time that the Golden Globes have been disagreed with. Sorry. We'll go back, Hunter Hack. Um, Tell Ryan Gosling. I hated it. Um, sidebar? Yeah, feel it. Uh, I haven't seen La La Land Me neither. Yet. I haven't either yet. Okay. I just wanted to make sure we were on the same page. Yes. Does that make us the same person? We'll let you decide. Sidebar over. Sidebar over. Uh, Philip, quick sidebar. Oh, sidebar. Uh, who were you just talking to? Uh, I was having a separate business transaction. Interesting. It just I wasn't sure if you were talking to yourself or not. I, neither was I. Interesting. Sidebar over? Affirmative. Cool. By the way, your hair's getting a little long and back. Oh, thanks. Mullet. Yeah, but it, it, it does sound like you're really going for something a little bit more experimental uh, in, in terms of like what you're delivering to the audience. So are you doing this for the experiment's sake or are you doing this? What it, What is kind of the idea behind this? I think it's a lot of it just has like we want to have the most fun on stage by being as big and bold and weird as possible. Mm-hmm. And I would say... It's not just for the experiment's sake. Mm-hmm. Like we're definitely treating it as a like performance for perform. You know yes. that we want the audience as much as I said screw the audience before. We we do want this to be a thing for the audience. But, but I think and, also- and, a, and a great idea can start with screw the audience. Yes, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just uh, wanted to. Yeah, and I and I do think it's like it is like push. We want to just see what else is possible with improv. Sure. And especially for audiences who like, if what you you're used to is either short form improv or long form improv, that's narrative. Like it is different, and improv um, in general crosses over so many different genres of arts yeah. that it crosses over to dance, it crosses over to music, and mm-hmm. a lot of times I think we only stick it in the theater box, mm-hmm. um, and so trying to expand it a little bit beyond just that theater box. We're being real pretentious about this show. <laughs> well, I mean, not not really. I mean, you're just describing it. Yeah. Uh, and it, it is doing something different than what most shows do. I mean, most shows are out there attempting to tell a story. I mean, the, the it, we've talked about on the show many times, like there's a contract with the audience, like an unwritten mm-hmm. or like an unspoken mm-hmm. contract. Uh, and generally in long form improv, the contract is... We're going to create a world. Uh, th- this is based off a conversation I had with Joe Bill. We're going to create a world, and then the bonus is we're going to make it memorable for you. Like, it, hopefully, we can do that. Really, comedy doesn't come into play. But you know, one of the ways to make it memorable is to be funny. And it seems like you are kind of. Pardon me if I'm mistaking it here, but it doesn't seem like you're really going for world creation so much. It's like your contract is we're going to make it memorable then what's your bonus? Like what, like if you're having a good show, what is happening? And if I'm wrong, correct me. please. No, I think you're right, but it's just a big question. Well, you're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it's very thought provoking to think of it as not as a world building, but a memorable. And I, I would agree with that. And I think the bonus, I, I'm not really sure exactly what the bonus is because there are moments that would be considered comedy just yeah. because yeah. Uh, we break that that contract at times mm-hmm. with some of our actual tiny scenes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where i might just say a line of dialogue that would be like oh this is 
oh, we're actually getting into a scene now. Mm-hmm. But then, and then we're like, nope, ha ha. And it it it's almost like it's sort of a respite, but it also reminds them like, oh, there is more to this than just the words that are being said. Mm-hmm. And I think the contract is to expand that. Just this is being memorable, not because I remember these funny lines of dialogue or this wacky fun narrative that they created i'm remembering this because it's something that is unique to what i'm not really exposed to and i think there's something about like you it's like a gift i feel like we're trying to give a gift to let people experience it how they want to experience it too whether it's because i think after talking to some of the people who did see the last show like some people in their brains were like telling their own narratives um or like finding especially like there was one scene that like people were like oh yeah that scene where you guys were blah blah blah," and they're like telling me all this information where i was like sure yeah that's what was happening it wasn't just me holding a chair and waving Mm -hmm. um and so i think it, it is interesting that i think part of it is like flipping it on and like allowing the audience to have an inter- an interaction with it rather mm-hmm. than having a like we're telling you what it is. Yeah, it's it's almost like we're giving you the tools to connect the dots as mm-hmm. opposed to we're connecting all the dots for you and you get to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I think the enjoyment as Liv says comes into their discovery mm-hmm. of what they take from the meaning of it. Yeah. And maybe yeah, if it is like an um, just even if it's like an emotion that they take away or like a scene fragment that they liked mm-hmm. or yeah. So it's like working with mildly abstract abstract art. Yeah. To an extent and not yeah. allowing or or maybe impressionistic mm-hmm. is a better mm-hmm. way to put it. Or expressionistic. Mm-hmm. Expressionistic would be a better way to put it probably. Um That's us. That would be you. And it's it's interesting. I'm just gonna keep quoting other people because they're smarter than me. Uh Oscar Wilde, and I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. uh in the the preface to um the picture of Dorian Gray talks about how the artist's job is to put art out there and the viewer's job is to interpret it but it's how the viewer interprets it shows what kind of person they are the art like art by itself is has no morality has no nothing to it so the interpretation of you standing on it or like waving a chair around mm-hmm. the you waving a chair around has no inherent Value. value yeah and uh but the assignment of value from the person actually tells more mm-hmm. about them to themselves if they choose to look at it that way when you set out to do this do were you thinking about that or is that something that you've discovered along the way as well i said it's a discovery mm-hmm. definitely a discovery i mean like i don't think anybody sets out to do something that bold yeah I mean, it, it's, really, it, it, it's, it's really like... We're, we're not Oscar Wilde. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I mean, yeah, something that, like, I think to try to do something that big is dooming yourself. If yeah. you're trying to, like, go that's out... that's what you start with. Yeah. If, if you're, like, if you write, like, I want to write the next epic novel that is taught in schools for the next 300 years. Right. You're not going to succeed. I'm, I'm not saying that it's not a possible. Right. But more than likely, that's a, that's a hard thing to accomplish. Mm-hmm. When you start small mm-hmm. and like say, I want to, I just want to write a novel. I just want to, you know, screw wanna, the audience. And yep, I just want to screw the audience and have fun with my best friend, mm-hmm. Philip Sham. Agreed. Philip. Philip Sham. Philip Sham. It, it's, it's the things that you discover and create in that path that expand what it can actually be. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. And when I think about like the evolution of our form too, like, We've always had this element of abstraction mm-hmm. um, that I think has been different. And it has been more of an abstraction rather than like organic improv. Like we're not doing, we're not like starting scenes with it necessarily. It is in some ways has been its own thing and has mm-hmm. been influencing other parts of the show. Um, and so I think it's been a learning experience for us as well of like, as artists being able to trust ourselves to be like Mm -hmm. we can do this and we can like just show that we have fun and it's okay and it's like and it's it's really fun when you have someone tell you it's like i would have watched you play with that chair and that curtain all day yeah Mm -hmm. 
So what what is the audience's general reaction? Because I'm guessing this can be challenging. It's been generally positive. I think it has been... I mean, I will say no one walked out and it was a full crowd. Um, Can't say that about my shows. Yep. I, I can say I can cannot say that about a lot of other shows I've done. Yeah. Like, and I would say like for me, an engaged audience is what I want. Mm-hmm. And I would say we had a really engaged audience. I think I think they were just like one trying to figure it out. And I think that's what a lot of our audiences try to do. They're trying to figure out what's going on. How do I make sense of this? And the moment we like, I think there's a moment in in our shows where they just let that go. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they stop trying to figure it out. Maybe they, and maybe they get on your wavelength. Yeah. And I think that okay. is because especially if you haven't seen us before, we don't have an we don't introduce it as like, hi, we're going to be doing some avant-garde performance art. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, we, we get ready. We literally go out there and just say the word. Oh, let's goof. Do our, should oh, we do our introduction? Yeah. We're going to introduce our show. You ready? OK, yeah. One, two, three, go. Goof, goof, uh, goof, goof, uh, goof, 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 uh, goof, 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 uh, goof. 41. Goof. 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 No. Goof. 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 All right. Yeah. Cool. And uh, we've had a lot of... Have you ever had people like not figure out? Oh, yeah. Of course. It's great. Um, We did a a show where when we did it, they just applauded. (laughs) <laughs> all right that's our suggestion that's your suggestion applause. yeah uh sometimes they respond with goof mm-hmm. yeah that's i would say that's the most common well i would think so yeah, yeah. and that was my initial yeah. thought is yeah. to respond because we originally only did it with just getting <clears throat> one suggestion which was and that would almost always get goof but now when we've expanded it to doing two at least the second person gets it it yeah. was really fun at our last show because someone said i think their their word was cabbage yeah. and they said it with this questioning like cabbage cabbage like is this what i'm supposed then, to and do then, and then when we got the second suggestion you could like see everyone's faces being like i think i know the pattern yeah and then they said college <laughs> and we we're like sure our suggestions are just words that start with c Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Cabbage? College? And and, and, and it's fun to, like, Cribbage. incorporate the audience into a game right at the beginning. Yeah. And it does, I think it, it does give a little bit of a, like, what what's happening? Yeah, this is not Change your quite brain. the same. Yeah. And, yeah, and to, to do that with just words, like regular words, like introducing the show, would be a little jarring to an audience. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just going out there and doing it, yeah. yeah, which is which is odd to say that. Well, it it is actually a pretty. It's a pretty actually actually it actually. is a pretty. I mean, like the metaphor is, it's like it's easier to just jump into the pool right. than to slowly yeah. walk into it to get used to yeah. it. Yeah, it's a good yeah. intro though. Like mm-hmm. a, a, it's a that's a you're priming the audience. It, yeah, if there is a way to prime the audience for what you're about mm-hmm. to do. Right, because yeah, we're using the things that they're familiar with yeah. and flipping them so they yeah. are ready to be like, this is going to be different, this is different. Yeah. and I can't necessarily predict it. It's right. it's on the right side of the un- Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the Uncanny Valley being that like awkward, like this is not human enough. for It's too human, but not human enough mm-hmm. for me to enjoy it. Like Philip. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, if and I had I... a nickel for every time I've been told that I'm not human enough. <laughs> same. <laughs> Does that make us the same person? We'll let you decide, audience. Um, we should put up a poll when this episode goes up. <laughs> Absolutely. Good. I can't wait for like the next episode, and it's actually just me in Philip's corner, <laughs> and we just have me be Philip Sevendet or. Wait, am I already? Oh, no. We'll let you decide, audience. <laughs> when did this show become like a mystery? Uh, oh as God. soon as I asked Nancy Drew to be my co-host. <gasps> oh my God. I Wait, would am be... I Nancy Drew? <laughs> no, that would be me. Yeah. If anyone's going to talk about mysteries, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> it, do you have ideas for where you would like the show to go? Have you two discussed this like? Like, hey, we like this. Like, we like it when this happens. We we get so much when this happens. And and you guys did kind of evade that question earlier. Oh, about how people liked it? Yeah, no, about like, how do you know when it's a good show? I'm guessing that not all shows are equal. It was the, it was the, it's the engagement. engagement. Like, we we had two shows last week and the engagement level was very different. (coughs) 
like the the first one we did, uh, we could and tell... that one was less avant garde. Yes, and they were less engaged. Okay, and like I think it, it's one of those things where it's like we can tell when people have checked out in an audience and like have decided like this isn't for me. Yeah, okay, they're weirdos. Look at those weirdos. Mm-hmm. Um, Versus when an audience is like, this is weird, but I'm sticking with it because this is entertaining. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. I think my favorite quote that someone has ever said to us was after one. It was like one of our first shows um, at Dynamic Duos, remember? Mm -hmm. And someone was like, uh, they said, I didn't know what was happening, but I didn't want to look away because I didn't want to miss it. That's a really great compliment. Mm hmm. I think that's like that's what we're shooting for. I think yeah, if you could put a quote on Goof Goof, like goof, this goof. is Goof Goof. You I don't, don't want to look away, but you don't know what's happening because you don't want to miss it. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Goof. <laughs> so, what is next for you guys? Like, what do you want to? Where do you want to go with this? Like, what? How do you want to evolve next? Goof 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 Goof. Uh, they are very good at avoiding this question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think we just gave you a good answer. Why didn't you understand it? I think if we can just keep pushing that boundary. Mm-hmm. And I would say one thing too is that we're bringing in coaching now to have more perspective. Who, who are you bringing in? Or do you not want to say? What should I say? She's agreed. Goof. Goof. Aaron Gooford. Aaron Shepard. Yeah. Okay. Goof. Gooford. Goofin. Gooford. Goof. Gooford. That sounds like a civil word, yeah. General. Like we Aaron we we, awesome. we asked Aaron just because of her background in <clears throat> dance, yeah. yeah that she's, and, and and that she's um a really good like emotional improviser and organic improviser, and so we feel like the skills that she has will lend itself really well. And like being able to have someone who's an outside eye watching us rehearse and being able to yeah. be like, this is what's next. She's also tremendously good with the absurd. Yes. So to go back to the original question. Of what's next for the goof? I think, yeah, just pushing the boundary and making sure that while we are still presenting this abstract, weird, engaging show, to weirdly make it even more accessible Mm -hmm. and to make it seem like, oh, this is is what it is. This is an art form in itself that doesn't need a narrative, doesn't need... Uh, a gimmick to in order for it to be a great show right it and doesn't need that tagline comic book or tagline there's no colon after goof goof mm-hmm. an improvised an improvised goof yeah, uh, improvised performance art right and i think that's that's one of the things too is like my my main goals going forward are just like that we stay grounded in the fact that like this is just a thing that we do to have fun mm-hmm. even more than any other improv that i've done um like like, I have fun with every improv group I've been in, but, like, I feel like the two of us have the most fun of anybody in the entire world, and, like, I wish everyone could have a little bit of our joy and make someone else laugh as much as we make each other laugh. Um, Which is weird coming from me, because I'm so filled with joy. Yeah. We're both pretty gloomy gusses who can giggle real hard if you're pretending to be a dinosaur for, like, five minutes straight. Uh <laughs> We're just thinking about being a dinosaur. Um, sorry. Goof. Ah, sorry, we're going to answer a real question. <laughs> I think we answered staying, it. But like having fun. And I also like personally, this is, yeah, I haven't talked to you about this, so get ready. Like, I think the fact that we haven't been like, we've not never had like an improv, a performance home, I feel like. Because we've performed at like BLB, we've performed at Huge, we've done Dynamic, like we and we're like I would like to see us try other places that aren't even necessarily improv, um, and just being like we're just a show. Mm-hmm. We happen to be mainly housed in the improv world, but like we cross into other things too. Is that okay? You cool with that? I just dropped that one on you. Goof. Goof. We're gonna talk about that later. That's what that goof meant. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of somebody who nobody wants to talk to later. Now's the time of the show where I throw the microphone over to Philip Simondet for a brand new segment that we call Philip's Corner. It's Philip's Corner. Goof. Hi. Hi, Hi. friends. Welcome to Philip's Corner. Uh, Special edition. This is going to be Philip's Corner. (laughs) Welcome to Philip's Corner. 
you've both been on the show. You, you yeah. know that this new segment is brand new and you've never done it before. <laughs> never. What yeah. I'm going to do is stare into your eyes and ask you a question. They each only have one. We're like those Shih Tzu puppies that my friend has that only each have one eye. What? <laughs> yeah, my friend and her sister... Shout out to Jen Nelson and her dogs. She, they have three Shih Tzus, and each of them only has one eye. And she's taught them to dance, and they it, mean, it means they stand up on their back legs and turn in a circle, but they lead with their eye, and so they're missing different eyes. So they like do different circles. It's the greatest thing in the world. Everyone should have one-eyed Shih Tzus. Wow. Uh, shih Tzus eyes pop out, and like if they're abused yeah. at all, they pop right out. Yeah. God damn it! That's <laughs> yeah. scary. God. Be kind to animals. That reminds me of Unless that. Unless they're bastards. Well, but then just like give them away. Don't be mean yourself. Pretty Fine. soon they're going to be like those three witches in that. Uh, witches of Eastwick? Which is Macbeth? that Macbeth? Where they share an eye? Double, double, toil and trouble. Oh, where they, oh, Clash of the Titans. Um, The Goofy movie. It's the eye. I don't know. Dr. Doolittle. It's Clash of the Titans. Frozen. Know. When Mary met Sally. The Clumps. That's. That's Trolls. Live. That's not a movie. Philippe. What movie best describes your life? Ooh. Goof. Goof, goof. Can you translate? Oh, I'm, I'm translating? Yeah, Philip, if you uh, could please translate. Goof, goof, goof. Um, uh, the movie Ratatouille. Goof, 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 goof. Uh, because everything in that movie makes me smile. Goof, goof, goof. Goof, goof, goof. Also because of that cruise ship. Goof. Also because of that cruise ship. <laughs> Great. I don't know what this cruise ship means. Oh, because I'll, I'll skip to regular language, I guess. What? Mm-hmm. Was that the right answer, by the <sighs> way? That, it probably was. Um, yeah. Because Ratatouille is such a good movie, and because it does just make me smile and happy, and because one time I was on a Disney cruise, and we paid for the upcharge to go to the restaurant Remy, which is based on the restaurant in the movie Ratatouille. Nice. And it was like a 14-course French meal. Sweet. It was the second time I ate veal that day. Also, those are the only two times I've eaten veal in my life, and it was the greatest meal I've ever eaten. Ratatouille is the best. I used to own pet rats, and I would give them little croissants. Also, I'm just telling you my favorite movie now, I feel like, but also it's like me because I'm like the rat because people don't trust me, Ooh. and I do all their work for them, the end. That makes me the chef because of my hair. Yep. <laughs> You're my linguine. Philip. 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 Is there anyone who doesn't trust you and or should people not trust you? Um, I'd like to weigh in just real quick. As a, from a previous episode, we know that Philip tells people at work that he has <laughs> phantom right. children. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, it's been established that you lie to coworkers about having children. Until, <laughs> and, and, and he tells them eventually, but only once they fully believe him. So, uh, do you have more examples of why no one should trust you, Philip? Goof, 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 goof. The reason that people can't trust me is because I can't trust myself. Goof, 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 goof. I can't trust other people either. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. (laughs) I was going to say, that's probably exactly right. Nailed it. I mean, yeah. Like, it's... I need to have more confidence in myself and a lot of my abilities because, like, I question a lot of the choices I make. So, really, I'm the one who is I the one I can't trust. And which, then you project it on other people. Yeah. Like, other people have a hard time earning my trust, which is why I need to use bits and tell people I have fake children. <laughs> <laughs> Do you tell people you have fake children for, like, to, like, bond? No, it's only naturally. Uh, so it's like if they're talking about their children, I'll bring up that I have two daughters, uh, three and one, whose names are Aria and Lisa. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what if you did that to the HR person and they're like, then why don't you get benefits for them? Oh, I have. Were they like, oh, I guess they must be on their mom's insurance. Yes. Also, I like that in my head, your HR person like knows everyone's benefit summary like <laughs> off the top of their head. It's a small enough organization that you work But, I mean, with. it's only naturally. So, it's like, I don't just go up to them and say, like, hey, have you met my daughters? You don't, like, take, you don't, like, go to the dollar store and buy some frames that have, like, kids in them and you put them up on your desk. That's for another story. Uh-oh. Bom, bom, bom. Goof. Goof. Final question goof. is a 
question for both of you to sing an answer to. Okay. Sing a song about Philip's kids. <laughs> goof, 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 Thank you so much. This has been Philip's Corner. Wow. I, I did not expect a requiem. <laughs> <laughs> Those kids are dead. Well, they disappeared. <laughs> they were never alive to begin with. Aww. All right. Are you guys ready for some improv? Are you? Next up, Brad. Say that your data is out of line. I'd say that your data is out of line. I'd say that your data is out of line. You're out of line. Stop interrupting everybody. Oh, okay. I didn't mean it. I just, just wanted to be okay. Stop interrupting everybody. I'm sorry. sorry. Stop interrupting everybody. Stop interrupting everybody.
Well done, children. You did terribly. Yay! Yay! The story of the little baby. Turn it up! Turn now it up. for the story of the little baby! That was the story of the little baby! Turn it Spanish! Esto es el cuento del bebito! Wee! Wee! 
eso fue el, el cuento del bebito. Turn it off. Pew. Sally, I came here to apologize. Fuck you. Do you want that in writing? Please. Or do you want that in wronging? Do you want that in writing or wronging? Do you want that in writing or wronging? Do you want that in writing or wronging? Fuck you. Here it is in both, fucker. Do you want that in writing or wronging? Here it is in both, fucker. Do you want that in writing or wronging? Fuck you. Do you want that in writing or wronging? Sally, I came here to apologize. Fuck you. Do you want that in writing? Do you want that in wronging? Here it is in both, fucker. Sally, I came here to apologize. Fuck you. In wronging? Fucker. In wronging? In writing? Fuck you. Fuck you. Sally, I came here to apologize. Fuck you. Fucker. Wronging. Wronging. April. May. September. October. January. Smarch. 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 January. January. May. I'm actually busy that day. (laughs) 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 You you have to date Janie. No, you have to date Janie. (laughs) The bottle in between you, you have to date Janie. (laughs) 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 Date them both. Between those two guys, I think it's Mary. I think you have to marry Mary. The bottle lands between you. That's who you marry. It looks like you're marrying Mary. I said, "Who's between those two guys?" Fuck you. Do you want that in writing? January. Smirch. Or do you want that in wronging? Turn it up! Fucker! Esto es el cuento del bebito. Do you want that in writing or wronging? Do you want that in writing or wronging? baby this is the story of the baby this is the story of the baby ah. 
It's a goof goof show. Goof 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 goof. Next up, Brad. And that's our show. Thank you to Goof Goof. Thank you to Liv Augusta and Philip Tram. Uh, hey, Liv and Phil, how can people get a hold of you? Oh, we have a Facebook page. We what? do. What's yeah. the Facebook? The fa- okay, so you go to this website, or there's also a mobile application if you have a smartphone, an Android, or an iPhone. Um, and you go to the app store of your choice. Mm-hmm. You download the Facebook app. You create an account. Uh-huh. Um, so if you need to have an email, so if you don't have an email, I would recommend don't going to gmail.com. Keep going. Um, to get an email address. So you'll use that to sign up for Facebook. Okay. Then on the Facebook, so you can like friend your friends. You can like find like, you can find us as individuals. We probably won't friend you strangers. However, um, Goof Goof does have a page yeah. which you can find at Goof Goof Improv. Yep. Which is our Facebook app. So you can actually just go to facebook.com slash Goof Goof Improv. I believe. I yeah. think that's how that works. I think that's how yeah. that works. If it is, I'm, I'm new sorry. to this, but that sounds right. And Increase our likes. Yeah. Is this on a computer? You or your cell phone? Wow. Or a tablet? Or any internet-enabled device? Or your game console, which now console? has console. Yeah, no, I I get, I get console from my console. I mean, is that like in England how they have like a, it's a, they have it's like, a shoppy? I was yeah. actually born in in London. Are you for real right now? No, don't yeah, mess with yeah, me. That's where his two daughters no, live. No, <laughs> I just got goofed by you. <laughs> and do you want to meet my daughters? That's where they're from too. <laughs> this is how I get murdered in London. <laughs> <laughs> By my daughters, Ari and Lisa. We're doing a terrible job outshining this. When <laughs> do you have shows coming up? Great question. I don't know. Uh, we do have a go-go uh, so we run. So we like to go-go. we like to do our go-go runs like our shows unexpectedly. Okay. Um, so it's not three weeks in a row. We just had our first one this past Sunday. And then we'll be having our next ones in... On the 23rd of April mm-hmm. and the 30th of April. Those ones are actually back-to-back. Can you goof it? That's awesome. <laughs> it's the first time that Goof Goof has had a show consistently. Yeah. <laughs> goof Goof doesn't believe in your rules about calendars. Amazing. Uh, so Improv Go Go is a show that's been running for 15 years this year? Uh, but I think it's in its 15th year. Yeah. Which is incredible. Started at Brave New Workshops over at Huge Theater now. Yes, Huge Theater, 3037 Lindale Avenue South in Minneapolis. Go to hugetheater.com for information about this show and others. But yes, definitely check out Goof Goof. There will be three other acts that night at least. And it's always worth your time. Pay what you want. Philip, what do you have going on? Well, coming up in February, the local music scene. We do a show once a month at the Bryant Lake Bowl. February show on Monday February 27th, the guest is going to be Amanda Costner, who is a comedic uh, songstress. She's very funny and has some great songs. She'll be playing songs and will be improvising based on their lyrics. Uh, you can also check out youtube.com slash which I have not mentioned in a long time. No, but... But I'm going to start putting up some sketches that I have. Is that right? So there's there hasn't been anything new up there in a while, but look for some sketches. Yeah. But your old shit's pretty good. It's there too. <laughs> and <laughs> good promo. How about Matthew? What do you got? I'm actually getting back into. I, I took a little bit of time off after I found out I was diabetic. So wait, take, you're diabetic? Yeah, I just oh. I found out in September. You're just breaking this to me this way? Yeah. Uh, so I, I found out that I was diabetic in September. Took some time off to take care of the the old bod and health. And now I'm getting back into improv now, and there will be some announcements soon. 
Very cool. So, Philip, how can people get a hold of us? They can send us an email, nextstepatpodcast at gmail.com. So you need an email to do that? Yeah, you uh, should go to go to like how do you do that? Gmail or something. You know what? I don't know myself, but people have figured it out. Actually, no one's figured it out. We no haven't got to that. email. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Okay. Like us on Facebook.com slash next step bat and uh, check us another amazing podcast out on noisepicnic.com. Noise picnic is amazing. Go to iTunes, subscribe to our podcast, rate and review it. Let us know what you think. It really helps us out a lot. And we do like feedback. Tune in next week. And until then, as always, goof goof. Goof goof goof. Goof goof. Goof goof goof. goof, goof. And goof. <laughs>